Who's ready for another episode of Mindless Digital? I know I am. So let's get started. What's up, people? Dave Jokes back. Yeah, I know, being being lazy. But uh, I have been wanting to put out some content. Uh, I know I've been uh, putting some episodes out for um, Smell My Bourbon, and I'm not trying to ignore uh, Mindless Digital. But uh, sometimes... I feel uninspired and uh, you know topics come to my head and I'll write that down and I'll work on it or I'll see an article that sounds interesting to me so I'll usually put that aside and say hey this is something good to talk about and so that's kind of where we're at tonight Um, right now during the time of cancel culture and uh, people just being over things and being woke and all of this and all of that. Um, you know, you, you get to a certain stage in your life where it's time to cut out all the bullshit. And so I came across this um, the article that says older adults are revealing the things they simply getting too old to deal with anymore. OK, so I thought, you know, this is something that uh I want to look into and I did and I said all right well I'm gonna do an episode and let's see how much of these topics or how much of these items I agree with and so here's the first one. Oh, it goes on to say as a preface is as we get older there are just some things we no longer want to deal with whether it's on a weekly or daily basis and says, so what are you simply getting too old for and so here here's the list so first one arguing with other people uh gives an example here it says it makes me think of keanu reeves uh who during an interview about growing older said he protects his peace by refusing to argue with anyone about anything if someone says two plus two is five he'll just say you're right have a nice day because to him it's not important enough to try to argue with someone that no two plus two is not five so smart people that value their time and want to keep their sanity. And like he says, he wants to keep his peace. They pick and choose their fights. They pick and choose their arguments. Is it worth it to me? Nah. Why? What's going to happen? Nothing. It's not going to be a world changing event. It's not going to be a life changing event. It's just going to be an argument that you won. And you know, Let's say it took 20 minutes to win that argument. That's 20 minutes you can't get back. That's 20 minutes you just lost for something stupid because you knew the answer was not five. So just go on about your business. If they want to argue or if they want to present something that uh, is going to incite an argument, hey, let them deal with somebody else because... I'm not going to be the one. That's for sure. I, I, I try to stay away from arguing as well. Because you know what? I've got thing other things that I could be doing with my time. I, I just don't want to waste it with, with somebody talking about nonsense or debating over nonsense. So I'll just kindly pull away and say, I'll talk to you later. Or can we move on to the next subject? So, yeah, arguing with other people definitely Not worth it in most cases. But let me ask you this. Let me me pose this question. If you're in a relationship 
how is it that you handle arguing with your spouse or your significant other? Do you treat them the same as a regular person on the street? Do you not entertain their, their argument? I think that's something that we probably will, will treat a little differently because, um, I don't know if you've got that toxic spouse that is con constantly going to pick at you and pick arguments, you have to defend yourself if you want to stay in the relationship. Now, eventually that's going to wear you down and you need to decide, do I need to be in this relationship? Does this need to be happening all the time? And if the answer is no, it shouldn't be, then you need to get out. But just thought I'd pose that question. How much would you put up from your spouse as far as them picking an argument? Or how about you if you're the one that likes to argue and she's not the one that's down for it? How do you handle that? All right. Next item. Concerts without assigned seating. I'm not showing up hours early to get a good spot and then be stuck there the entire time without being able to sit or use the bathroom or else I lose my view. Um, definitely agree with this one. Um, I don't do concerts because I don't like to be out in places where there's a lot of people that are jam-packed. I have to really, really want to see that band or be involved in that event or it's one of those can't miss once in a lifetime opportunities baseball games football games i would rather watch those from home on my couch so that i can go to the bathroom i don't have to stand in line i don't have to navigate through the rows or the seats you know now if my kids insist which they did this past year about going to an astros game I'll go, but I'm bad luck. And every time that I've gone in the past few games, they've lost. So I don't like that. But for the most part, concerts, it's been years since I went to a concert. And as I get older, one of the things that I have to do when I go somewhere, either to someone's house or to an event or to a school like go to my kid's school for something or anywhere anywhere that's that i'm not used to or that i've never been before first thing i do is look for the restroom and if it's like at a restaurant or somewhere that i'm going to be sitting down and i may be there for a little bit i may not want to sit right next to the restroom but i want to sit close enough that i have a nice clear path in case there's an emergency because when you got to go you got to go and uh, definitely don't want to have to deal with open seating and then lose your place you know lose your spot now uh southwest airlines they have open seating i don't mind that because of the uh the cost savings now my preference would be to have assigned seating and always be able to pick an aisle seat because I breathe better when I'm in the aisle. I don't like being in the middle because as a fat guy, you always get scrunched. I don't like being against the window. I just feel like I'm locked in. So I want to be able to breathe. If I have to stand up, stretch, move around, 
I'll do that. But for the most part, for us, Southwest Airlines it is, and I don't mind, you know, the open seating. Hey, get there early enough. Once you get your seat, you're not going to lose it, so you don't have that, that worry to deal with. Hangovers. Three days to get back to normal is too much now and not worth it. Uh, for me, I don't know three days. Three days sounds like a bit, unless you just really tie one over. But uh, I haven't woken up with a hangover in a while. Um, I do drink maybe once, twice a week. And if I'm having a really good time with friends and family, I may drink a little bit more than I should and wake up with a slight hangover. But, uh, you know, menudo always helps. Or, like they say, hair the dog, have a beer, take a shot. I don't know if it really helps, but uh, you'll get drunk all over again and you won't feel it. Excuse me, I'm having my morning coffee today. Number four, I used to go to the bar on the weekends, play darts, listen to the band. It was fun. Now it's just crowded, annoying people. Loud music and overpriced beer with a cover charge. I still make an appearance for some food or to watch a game, but that will be more of a happy hour thing. Definitely. Now, it's been years since I've been to a club. Uh, and if I go to a bar, it's usually with a couple of friends. And uh, it's not a late night thing. Like this person said, it's more of a happy hour thing. Something like right after work, maybe day drinking on the weekend. Uh, rarely am I there at night. Uh, my preference is to drink at home on the patio and the safety of my own home. So if I do get out of hand, I can just crawl to my bedroom. That's how I deal with that. Next one. Anything starting past 9 p.m. All right. Definitely agree with this one. Unless it's something that... It's family related, you know, like, I don't know, a wedding, quinceanera, something like that, party, you know, holiday thing. For the most part, 9 p.m., I'm in the comfort of my own home. I'm in my PJs. I'm in my bed under the covers, scrolling through my phone, scrolling through the TV. Sometimes I'm even in bed as early as 6 o'clock because... I have trouble falling asleep and the earlier I get to bed, the earlier I can fall asleep and I'm rested the next morning because sometimes I have to get up really, really early. Now, I won't say that I'm not going to do something after nine o'clock because I have, but I don't do it very often. And when I do, it usually takes me a day to recover from being out late. So I can't do it back to back. That's for damn sure. Putting up with the bullshit. Mentioned it earlier about, hey, done with the bullshit. This guy says, I'm 64 and he's going to retire. Just file for divorce and hopefully that will be done before retirement. They want to, uh, he wants to uh, buy a condo at a 55 plus community. And looks like this guy's going through a late, late midlife crisis. Because that happens. You know, I guess his 
wife or soon to be ex-wife was one of those toxic ones that he just said, you know what? I think I've dealt with this long enough. It's time to get rid of this cancer in my life. So it does happen. People get divorced at, at later stages in life. They, you know, they, they deal with it for the kids or whatever, or maybe they just feel like it's not worth it at the time. And then when, hey, you know what? I'm going to retire here. I'm not going to have a place to go during the day. I'm not going to be at work. I'm going to be at home and I'm going to be next to this person all day long, 24-7. I'm tired of the bullshit. I don't think I want to deal with that. Time to get divorced. Seems like a plan to me. Because no one wants to be miserable in their retirement. You got too many other things to deal with. And I know... Marriage, you're supposed to grow old together, retire together, look for those, look towards those golden years. Sometimes it just does not happen for couples. Sometimes those golden years were like in the first or second year and then that's it. Time to move on. But I definitely agree. I don't think I'll be taking this course of action, but I'm definitely done, you know, with the bullshit. Not just from the wife, but from the world in general. All right. Lack of sleep. All-nighters were once manageable. Now I pull an all-nighter and I'm useless. Same. I don't remember when was the last time I pulled an all-nighter. It's been years. Could I do it again? Probably not. I would probably fall asleep in my chair if I'm at a bar. I don't care how loud it is. I'd probably fall asleep if I was that tired. Not going to keep me from sleeping, especially when my body takes over and it's just look, time to shut it down and, and uh, reset, reboot. Because, uh, like you said here, be useless. Not going to get anything out of me the next day. And hopefully it's not something that you're doing in the middle of the week and then have to report to work the next morning. Because, man, if you're useless and you're working at some kind of a job where, you know, safety is big. Man, it could be it could be it could be horrible for you. It could be deadly. It could be uh, it could be your career, be the end of your career at that place. Something happens because you stayed out all night. Got to think about that. It's not like you're in your 20s and ripping and running and you get one to two hours of sleep and you're ready to go. Batteries are fully charged. These batteries take days to recharge to 100%. What else we got? Caring for people who don't care about me. Now, this is really big. This is really big. You know... In life, you have your supporters and you have your people that fake it. You also have your haters. Now, when you have haters, you identify them. You know who they are. You can stay away from them. So, you know what? You go on hating. But when you you have those people that act like they care, but they're really haters underneath, those are the ones that you really, really have to be careful with. Hopefully you can identify them quickly 
because if they're not putting the same effort into the relationship, whether it's uh, an intimate relationship, you know, spouse, significant other, if it's a, hey, it could even be, you know, a relative or a close friend. If they're not working just as hard as you are to keep that relationship going, you don't need them in your life. If you're putting 100% and they're putting in 40%, he's getting max out of that deal. And you're not getting anything. So, uh, yeah. Maybe it's time to look at your circle and start seeing if you can identify these people. And little by little, cut them out. Unless you can just cut them out all at once, hey, go for it. But uh, it, it's really not good to have those kind of people around because there's just going to be a negative impact on your life. They're going to cause stress. Uh, they're going to just, they're just not going to be good for you. They're not good for your mental health. They're not good for your career. They're not good for your life. So cut them out. It's that time. Move them away from you. Erase them from your life. You don't need them. Here's a funny one. But it's so true. Sitting on the floor. I do not sit on the floor. I can get down on the floor. But to get back up. It, it's, it's a whole. It's a whole adventure. I have to make a diagram. I have to make a plan. On how I'm going to get up. Because my knees, my joints, my body, once gravity takes over, it keeps pulling me back down to the ground. It's not an easy thing to do. Just to bend over, you hear all kinds of noises coming out of my body and myself. If I drop something, I'll look at it and assess, do I really need that right now? And if I don't, if the answer is no, somebody else can pick it up later. Because it's not worth it for me because I can't get down there. It takes forever to get back up. Looking under the bed for a, a lost remote. Man, that's a job. Looking under the couch. Same thing. It's so much work to try to get down there. And even more work to get back up. It's not worth it most times. So I really have to assess it. Do I really want to look for that remote that badly? Maybe I should take. Maybe I should take. Um, a lesson from Pops over at, at Chicanoish. And Velcro the remote to the TV. Or. Better yet. Just carry it around in my pocket. So I never lose it. That might be the best course of action. All right. New slang. Yeah. When new slang comes out, if I hear it, I'm not going to know what it is. I'll have to ask my kids. And then when they give me the definition, I may not know how to use it. So when I'm able to use new slang, it's old by, by that time, and something new has just come in. Yep. 
as a dad at 58, trying to incorporate slang into your everyday vocabulary, not cool. You just sound dumb. So forget it. Don't even try. I'm still cool, though. Slang or no slang. Waiting in line. Oh, man, this is the worst. I get so impatient waiting in line wherever we're at, whether it is to order food, uh, at the grocery store. If things aren't just moving fast enough, I really have to consider the things that I have in my hand. Are they that important for me to wait in line this long? Should I just leave them here and go about my business? Theme parks? Well, for one, I don't get on the rides. I get scared of this. Roller coasters? Forget about it. Dave's not getting on those. But the other ones, yeah. What we've done is get those fast passes, which uh, you pay a little bit more. And you basically, if the attraction has fast pass uh, capability, then you kind of jump up to the front of the line. You get in faster. And like I said, it costs you a little bit more. But definitely for me, it's worth the extra bucks. So do that. That's what we did during uh, our trip to Disney World. Anything we could fast pass? We did that. I recommend it. The heat. The heat. Oh, man. The summer in Texas this year was brutal. I know at one time we had almost, I think it was close to 30 days straight of 100 degree weather. I mean, as soon as you walked outside the door, you felt that heat just drape you. And then it wasn't just the heat, it was the humidity that comes along with it, living close to the coast. We have a humid heat here in the Houston-Galveston area, so it's it's a double whammy. I remember when I was younger, we didn't have that. I I don't know if it was we we were just more acclimated to it, or if global warming is an actual thing that's really starting to take over, because it's gotten crazy. And I can see how the elderly have to be careful. It's not nice. Heat is bad. But just have to deal with it. Uh, I wear hats. Wear cool clothing. Try not to go out during the middle of the day when it's the hottest. If you got activities, try to go out early enough or go out later when the sun's starting to go down. It's cooler. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. Number 13, camping on the ground. You know what? I've never been into camping. Uh, I've never been camping. Uh, But if I would, I think it would be more glamping. Because I'm not sleeping out on a tent on the floor, on the ground. I need a bed. I need some AC, running water, cable, Wi-Fi. All that good stuff. I guess I'm just spoiled that way. Going places without a bathroom nearby. Yep. Like I mentioned earlier. I always scout where the bathrooms are. Because when you got to go, you got to go. You know. Bladder's not what it used to be. The old tummy's not what it used to be. 
There's a lot of foods that I like. Fried foods, spicy foods. And sometimes they hit quick. And you got to make a run for the border. Skinny jeans. Not that big a deal for me. Never wore skinny jeans. I don't need my junk showing. Work. Definitely. Definitely. Work is something that... um, you know, as you get older, you, you have to have that nice balance of, of quality of life. If work is stressing you out and there's a lot to deal with, a lot of bullshit, a lot of haters, a lot of people that are just not nice, you have to evaluate. Do I really need to be working here? Especially for me now when I'm getting closer to retirement age, I don't want to be job hopping. But I also don't want to deal with a bunch of crap. I want to be able to do my job. Do it in peace. Be left alone. No drama. You know. I have an expertise that I can provide for you. Let me do it. I've been doing this long enough that I know what I'm talking about. I don't need all the extra crap that goes with it. You're not happy at work? Move on. Keep moving till you find something that uh, suits your needs. You're not going to find a worry-free, stress-free job, but you can try to minimize it. At least that's how I feel. And I think uh, where I'm at right now, it's kind of a good situation for me. So I think I'm going to hang on there for a while. Not being comfortable. I'm done with that. Give me a pillow and some leg room, a bench on the shower, and a fluffy towel. Give me space to breathe and live. Give me quality over quantity, and I gladly pay extra for an upgrade. Have to agree. Have to agree. Can't ride in the back seat of a car, especially if it's a coupe, two door. First, I got to climb in there. Then I got to be comfortable. Leg room. I don't have long legs, but still feel feel too tight. Feel like I can't breathe. So, yeah. Why be uncomfortable when you don't have to be? Not being a diva. You're doing what you need for your comfort. So whatever it is, if you have to pay extra on a flight, if you have to pay extra at a hotel, If you got it, do it. I know I would. I'm going to be comfortable, especially if I'm having to come out of pocket for something. Definitely going to do that. Because if I'm on vacation and I've paid good money at a hotel, at a restaurant, on the airplane, I want to get my money's worth. I want to make it a nice, relaxing, enjoyable adventure. And so if I have to upgrade, okay, I'll do it. Because I'm trying to get away from stress. I'm trying to get away from the bullshit at home. I don't need the stress and the bullshit on vacation. Anyway, so that was the list. If you guys can think of other things that uh, you're over with and... uh, 
something that you're, you're, you, you are at the point you're not going to deal with anymore, reach out to me on Instagram at Dave Jokes. It's at Dave underscore jokes. Uh, you can leave me a message here on, uh, on Spotify, on Spotify for, for podcasters. Go to the uh, webpage uh, for uh, Mindless Digital and uh, leave me a comment there or leave me a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from, from you as to what you are not willing to put up with anymore. I probably missed some. I probably forgot some of my own. I was just going along the list. So, all right, guys. Till next time. Peace.